This is Troy of the Good Beer, Bad Movie Night podcast, and I want to welcome you to the Time Shifters podcast. Now, this podcast takes a fun look at the films of long past, recent past, and the almost present, as well as the events and news surrounding them. Your hosts, Christopher and Matt, would love to hear from you, and there are several ways that you can get in touch with them. Look for the Time Shifters podcast group in Facebook. Follow two on Twitter. Christopher is at Time Shifters Pod and Matt is at Movies at the Mat. Or you could send them a typed or recorded message to timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Please rate and review the show at any of those outlets. Now, from the Time Shifters studio, here are Christopher and Matt. month since our last official recording in studio i'm here with matt welcome back matt hey and coming in on the phone lines once again our second repeat guest i think yep ruby gallinati hi ruby hi (laughs) you tied the record you guys again it's fantastic to talk to you again yeah you've tied the record for return guests now it's now it's a race I'll have to find something else nerdy that I can talk with you guys about. Keep my, <laughs> keep my streak. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been, as I said, a month since Matt and I have talked uh, here on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, I've been trying to kind of keep an ear on the news and things that are going on, and either not a lot has happened, or I just, I don't know, I was looking the other way. Other than a couple sad uh, pieces of news, we lost... Two pretty phenomenal people. Uh, Artie Johnson passed away, hysterical comedian, uh, and you know, probably best known for uh, laugh, the show Laugh-In, mm-hmm. but also stand-up comic writer, really funny guy. Uh, he passed away, unfortunately, and then just recently Rip Torn passed away, which is a uh, another just phenomenal actor. One of those actors that has a lot of stories both on and off camera. Uh <laughs> He was a, a complicated individual, I think, but uh, see, I, he was uh, nominated for at least one, if not two, Academy Awards. He won, I think, six Emmys for his work on the uh, the Larry Sanders or the Gary. Sh- what was what was the Larry, Larry Sanders show? Was it? I think that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just one of those actors is kind of mm-hmm. like one of those. Uh, when you see the name pop up in the credits, you think, oh, well, you know. He's either going to be fun or chewing the scenery, and either way, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be at least one good scene in there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was I, uh, unfortunate. I, I had a moment of premonition with uh, Rip Torn because I was catching up on some other podcasts, and one of my favorites had Sissy Spacek on as a guest, and apparently she's related to him. Yeah, they're cousins, and, apparently. Uh, yeah, which is kind of cool. It was really neat to listen to her talk, but literally, as she said, Rip Torn, I was like, he's really old oh, yeah. No. yeah and then within two days so i'm swearing off podcasts for a little while <laughs> nobody else dies because they're always threes aren't they yeah um but uh, other than that has there been really much in the way of news Matt? well it's something that we always kind of talk about on and off um i don't know if you heard about this but the walking dead comic mm-hmm. suddenly killed off Rick Grimes. Right. I did read that. That's right. And then a few issues later, ended. Oh, really? I didn't they, realize that. They didn't advertise that it was going to end. They didn't want it. They wanted to surprise readers. And they were just like, the end. Okay. That's it. So, it's over. <laughs> As a comic. The, the comic that was supposed to go on forever. They were like, yeah, we're done. Well, yeah. Was this a, a we're tired of doing it or we really can't think of anything else to do? <laughs> they just said they... We, we don't know how to wrap this up. <laughs> they were just circling an ending and decided to just end it without wow. giving it away. That they worked really hard at keeping that a secret. Good job. And on a only semi-related note, there is now a second Walking Dead spinoff. So there's going to oh. be three shows well, wait, there was Fear the Walking Dead. There's The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. And What's now this. The, oh, and now the. Oh, yeah. this is the second. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, second spinoff, third series. I'm miscounting in my head, but I, I can't count the two. Zombie math is hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, is Fear the Walking Dead still going? Yeah. Is that pop? Okay. I think it's yeah. caught up timeline-wise. So now oh, it's all right. just like same stuff, different place gotcha. kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't watch any of it anymore. No, I, lo- I, I, I left. I, I said to, to Sarah, I was like, I don't think I love you as much as whoever at AMC loves this series because <laughs> they don't want it to go anywhere. Uh, any word on what that spinoff is going to be it's just another group is it going to have any of the anybody we know or i uh, it's so early stages oh, that i okay. haven't read they anything just announced on it. it was going to yeah, happen just and... when i saw it i just like was oh, really are you kidding me the comic just ended and you're going to start a third series yeah all right Whatever. all right <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's it news wise that i i know of um oh there was a trailer floyd actually uh mentioned it on the facebook group he saw the new terminator teaser trailer yeah uh what is it uh, dark fate i think so i've seen the trailer a bunch in theaters it's the same one over and over again mm-hmm. and i was kind of I, I, I watched the trailer i finally actually sat down and watched it i think i as i was watching i realized oh i've actually seen bits of this and probably didn't really pay attention to what it was so I actually watched this whole trailer, and it really starts out doing exactly what a trailer should do. It's like, okay, I'm a little, you're, you're pulling me in. You're pulling me in. This, Okay, this is interesting. And then suddenly there's giant planes crashing in the sky and people plummeting, hanging onto tanks with parachutes. And I'm like, and you just jumped the shark <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> if there's anything about this movie... That makes me want to say it. It's that Linda Hamilton is back. Right. Because if you look at the whole franchise, there's really only two good movies in it. She's in both. Right. People always talk about why can't why can't they recreate the magic? It's like, well, Arnold is not the magic. He's just the machine. Right. She is. She's the character. She's the one with the human emotions and the real arc and all of that stuff going on. She's the interesting one. Now that they've brought her back, maybe it'll be interesting again. I noticed this one's actually produced by James Cameron. I yeah. don't know if he's produced the other... I don't think so. I think yeah. he walked away after two. Right, that's what I thought. So he's kind of coming back and doing something with it, too. So maybe that'll help. But yeah, it's... Ah, the end of that trailer, when suddenly it just went... <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I really felt like... like oh, I'm glad they did it in the trailer, because if I actually went to the theater and then saw it, I'd be really... Really yeah. disappointed. I don't know. Maybe it'll be all right. Yeah, I was excited to see Linda Hamilton back. Um, she's uh, apparently come back for this role a whole hog because she, the last time I saw her, she did not look that way. She's like trimmed down, beefed herself back up. Last time I saw her, it looked like she was like, you know, the Terminator War is over. I can relax. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like she's come back uh, really wanting to do this and look like the Linda, Linda Hamilton that, you know, the, or the Sarah Connor that we all expect her to look like, I guess. We'll see if Arnold does the same thing or if he's just going to be in baggy clothes the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. He's just going to, I'm Terminator and plaid. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess that's it. Um, let's go ahead and read this. Cause since it's been so long, we've been gone so long. Let's go ahead and read this uh, email uh, that we got. Floyd uh, fired off a, us an email. He's caught up on the podcast. And he starts out that uh, he starts out. He calls it Dread and Sheriff. Hmm. Well, with listening to Dread and support your local sheriff, I'm finally caught up. I first want to comment on some news. Uh, he's talking about going back to what uh, we reported Tim Conway's passing. He says okay. it was very sad. He says I was cracking up laughing just listening to you guys describe his antics. A true comedic genius. I would agree. Uh, you were commenting on the CWDC series and their villains. I, too, am tired of the season-long villains. I don't mind the current length of the seasons. I just wish they wouldn't have the same villain for the entire run. It gets rather boring. I especially don't like it when there's a season-long villain who crosses over into the next season. So for my preferences, I like Supergirl the best, followed by The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. So well, he actually still follows with The Flash. He puts Legends of Tomorrow below where I've heard most people put it i think that's the opposite order for me <laughs> yeah so that's, that's funny he says i watched the trailer for the dark crystal age of resistance it looks great really looking forward to seeing this in august yep here's to that yeah i think we're really close i i, I think i'm finally kind of putting enough bugs in rebecca's ears about 
dropping the uh, the satellite and getting uh, you know Netflix, Netflix and a few other streamers and stuff because we'll still pay. We could get like four streaming services and pay less than we do for the satellite. Mm-hmm. So I I think we're really close. Anyway, uh, back to Floyd. He says, now on to the movies. Like others, I had passed on Dread based on Sylvester Stallone's version of The Judge. Based on how well you guys like the film, I'll have to watch it. So, yeah, good. I think a lot of people did that. He says, I watched Support Your Local Sheriff. Loved it. The humor was great, but not a parody. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was tongue-in-cheek. While watching it, I found myself marveling at the details of the sets. For example, the brick... The brick walls in the in the jail cell were uneven. That's what you would expect from a building in a frontier town. It was a fun movie all the way around. Keep up the good work. Interesting. I would have never really picked up on that. Yeah. I have to think the 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 old west set had to be probably just still left over. Some other set. <laughs> yeah, from some other western that was. They probably just had to clean it up, put a put a fresh coat of paint on it. <laughs> it was probably a standing set from all the years of western films from the studio. But anyway, thanks very much for writing in, Floyd. And uh, anyone else wants to write in, please do so. Just fire off one of those emails. And, you know, it does not have to be about the most recent episode. If you're catching up like Floyd does, you know, you do the big binges of the episodes. Whatever uh, strikes your fancy you want to comment on, just please drop us a, drop us a note. So I guess that's going to do it. We're going to take a little short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about 1980s. Popeye. Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Tell more <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Yes, 1980s Popeye. Now, this is a film, this came off of your list, Matt, mm-hmm. and it was a film that I thought I had seen, and I think I must have seen just bits and pieces on television. Because watching the whole thing now, didn't remember a lot of it. Okay. So I think for the essentially this was a first time watch for me. Right off the get go, the casting of this film perfect is just unbelievably spot on. There's some trivia. Yeah, there's some trivia about other people that they were the studio wanted. They were talking like Dustin Hoffman for Popeye and stuff and. Like, no, none of that would have worked. None of these other people would have worked. Uh, I forget there was another actress that the studio wanted for olive oil, and Altman, like, held out. <laughs> Shelley Duvall is olive oil. Yes. So true. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even actually realize it was a Robert Altman film until mm-hmm. his name popped up in the beginning of the film. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such an odd choice for Robert Altman. I just, I, I don't know what it is, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just because of the, the, the select films that I've seen of his. But all his films seem more grounded in reality. I mean, am I am I wrong? Are you more familiar with his stuff? I'm not that familiar with his work, so I was looking through it, and the only thing that I recognized by name was he did the MASH movie. Right, of course. Yeah, I guess that's where I... So, comedy's not out of his, you know... It's not out of his wheelhouse. Out of his wheelhouse, but it's still not the uh, kind of outrageous comedy that... That this is. That this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's still... Yeah, I think of him for, like, MASH, and there's a few other films that it's just like... It's such an odd one, but apparently it was one that he came across. Someone showed him the script and he loved and said, I want to do this film. Yeah. Maybe he's just a big Popeye fan. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's his, it's his 
era. And quite frankly, uh, I, I agree. I never, I never would have said, Oh, this is a Robert Altman movie, but remembering how it looked and felt when I was, you know, seeing it the first time on cable, um, I was like, this is the prettiest. It's the prettiest movie. It's so hmm. beautiful. It's so detailed. It's so rich. It's so well filmed. Also, you know, Shelley Duvall, Robin Williams, Bluto's perfect. And then I was like, oh, Robert Altman, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, this, this was Robin Williams' big major film debut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I got to think the studios were probably a little nervous about that. You take a stand-up comic. Uh, I guess he had done, no, had, had he even done Mork and Mindy yet? I, don't, I do not think so. Because that came later in the 80s, didn't it? I, I think that came sometime after this. Maybe it came out the same year or just a, a year or two later. But that had to be quite the gamble to take somebody. This unknown. This unknown that was just this up-and-coming comic. And like, yeah, we want to cast him as the star of this film. That was quite the gamble. So I could see where the studios were, were a little nervous and probably would have liked to have had someone's name that was a little bit more recognizable. But uh, but no, I I think he was the, absolutely perfect. The internet says that uh, Mark oh. and Mindy was 1978 to 1982, so it was right Wow, now. really? I had no idea it started in 78. Boy, I guess I watched that in syndication more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. But still yeah, only know, two seasons. I know his whole life he always made jokes in the stand-up about um, he can't get away from Popeye and he can't get away from Mark and Mindy. And I think that was his way of saying, okay, yeah, I did these. I'm not going to do a bunch of ayayays and I'm not going to do a bunch of, you know, uh, Mork from Ork noises. Let's just move on. I'm here as a comedian entertaining you, my friends. So, yeah. yeah I have no idea. Right in the middle of Mark and Mindy. Yeah, interesting. That's uh, okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. So, and Mork and Mindy was extremely popular. I think that was actually like a hit comedy show there. So but that this, makes yeah. more sense. And this is still the time period of when people are like, "But that's TV." Yeah, that's true. Can you make it on the screen? Yeah. Yes, he was trying to. He was trying to start something more because yeah, who doesn't want to have something else? And I guess that kind of makes sense too because he does a film and this film unfortunately bombs in the box office. That kind of depends on your point of view because it tripled its budget. Oh, okay. The budget was twenty million. It made sixty. I read it was critically panned. Let it, me put it that way. Right. It was that, and it was the studio that labeled it a bomb, even though it made its money back and then some. I think there was a lot of advertising, so there was a lot of money poured into that. Mm. But I don't think it bombed. It just didn't make what they wanted. I think they were expecting like a hundred million dollar return. Right. Gotcha. I just wonder if that's what kind of stalled Robin Williams' film career and sure. sent him back to another, you know, two three years of Mark and Mindy. Right. And you know, it, it would it would take him to like kind of leave the zany comedy behind, right, and become the dramatic actor uh, before he in in film before his career really started taking off again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I think it's also the time of the time of our history where if you were on tv you're on tv and if you're right. in movies you're in movies and if you're in uh theater you're in theater and you didn't necessarily ever cross over so where where someone thought that they could do these things i mean if anyone can it's robin williams that man is crazy 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 talented but like how how ridiculous that he should think that he can do those things oh we don't do those things <laughs> Yeah, it, it is surprising. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people, certainly, you know, maybe some younger listeners, you know, younger moviegoers and TV watchers today that are used to seeing the same people on the big screen and on the small screen because now mm-hmm. it's it's much more accepted and it's almost you almost have to, you know, it's like, yeah, I did the film, but you almost have to do the Netflix series or the Hulu series in order right. to like really get your cred or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, there was yeah. a time where it was just, oh, TV actors. Well, that's not the same. Yeah. Yep. Right. And and never the twain shall meet. But I mean, also, I wonder, because this was a little in my history for me to care at all, but I wonder if you had more cachet if you were in movies or if you had yeah. um, more longevity if you were in television or or if it was just, you know, that you got pigeonholed and that's your thing and that's it. And we all know 
Robin Williams, uh, he cannot be pigeonholed. The man (laughs) cannot do two things for seven minutes. He has to be, he's so kinetic. He's got to do everything. Mm -hmm. And And he'll do a great job at any of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look, when he does go into film, you look at his film career. um, It's all over the place. It's all over the place. He he does do the comedy. He does do some zany stuff. He does do the -the off-the-wall stuff. But then he also does some very dramatic stuff. And he, does some, creepy. Like, uh, he does creepy. He does creepy yeah. so well. Yeah, what was the was the one, one hour, hour photo? Yeah, one hour oh, photo. that character always scares me. <laughs> I I didn't want to watch it because I was working in a in a photo booth at that time, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm developing film. I really don't think this is the one for me. <laughs> right, and it, it's just one of those movies of like it, you know, it, it would make you look at the person developing your film for you a little weird but it'll you realize like oh it can be anybody it can be anybody who's ringing me up at the counter it can be the person that like you know you walk by it can be that that neighbor you don't talk to and it just gets in your head you're like all right everybody's a monster i'm staying inside (laughs) yes yes getting back to uh popeye uh speaking of the time this was made i am so glad that this movie was made when it was made because it was made at a time when you were allowed to create a world. Yeah. Now, if this were made 10, 15 years later, they would have forced Popeye and its characters into our world. Yeah. And made a complete farce out of it. And that would not have worked. It, it, it would have annoyed me more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I am so glad they were able to create this weird village, you know, that on this cliffside village and say, this is the world in which... Our characters inhabit, <laughs> and they're straight from the cartoon. Yes, like oh, yeah. it's it's not even what I feel in any other script. Anyone else's hands, like this was just all of the right people coming together. They would have made like, well, it's Popeye in name, mm-hmm. but he's not going to have the big burly arms. They're not going to. They're going to have clothes that still look like real clothes, but kind of resemble their clothes. Like, no, no, this is just we put the cartoon to live action and all of those little details will stay the way that everybody moves the way everyone's shoes are too big the way you know bluto punches popeye and popeye turns into a hoop and goes down the ramp (laughs) it's like it's so ridiculously faithful to the Mm -hmm. source material popeye swims through the water and he puts his pipe up like a periscope like Anyone else, they don't do that. And and they, they lose those wonderful little details that make you go, I've seen that a hundred times in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, absolutely. And I, as I understand, they even dive deep into, like, the old comic strips, even, like, the pre, like, where Popeye began before he was Popeye on his own kind of thing. You know, like, his, uh, he didn't want to eat his spinach. And mm-hmm. all that stuff goes back to, like, his earliest days. I thought that was really cool that they really kind of looked at the source material and just pulled little bits and pieces from it all over. And then, yeah, the cartoons and everything, it came to life mm-hmm. you know, on the screen. I think that's, I mean, Bruto just, Bluto, excuse me, Bluto just goes around and just growls. Yeah. Just <laughs> and snarls. Knocks stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And none of them actually really move their mouths very much when Mm-mm. they talk except olive oil and right. you know the incidentals but i i was watching the movie and thinking the same thing as you are wow what an immersive beautiful it's like a theater set it's just exactly every single thing perfect and i'm like even when he's talking popeye's not moving his mouth that's right. amazing it's it's very much like watching a comic you know a drawn comic yeah. Oh, and I, I will even even Bluto, like you said, he, he doesn't move his mouth even when he talks, and when he doesn't, when he's making his noises, they're always like you know, like they sound like dinosaur noises or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not human noises, but it's like, but those are Bluto noises. <laughs> yes. So you were saying that you know it was a world that they made, and they they did build that little seaside town, and I found out it still exists. Yeah, apparently no. it's a big tourist it, attraction in a, Malta. Yeah, it's a theme park. <laughs> I oh want to go <laughs> so badly. Go. That's amazing. We'll have uh, time shifters on the road. <laughs> We've talked about that for a lot of things. This might be the one. <laughs> We're going to do a world tour now. Wow. Going back to uh, the, the, the casting and everything, too. Uh, like you mentioned, Shelley Duvall is oh. olive oil. And I have to think she saw that someone came to her and said, you know, we want you to, to for this role. 
and then you could tell she absolutely had a ball. Yeah. She yeah. she probably grew up with people telling her she looked like olive oil anyway. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she just completely embraced it. Oh, oh, <laughs> Papa! Oh! <laughs> Like every third line is, whoa, no, <laughs> it's wonderful. And then, you know, her outfit, it's overly baggy. Her shoes are enormous. Yeah. That jet black hair is perfect. Yeah. No, she does just completely embody that, that character. It's so crazy. And even, uh, even Wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> Wimpy was perfect. Everybody, everyone in this town, you know, they, of course, I think they, may have actually created characters to give olive oil a family. Yeah. Uh, I don't think her family existed prior to this, but, uh, I did, you know, they were also just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So we've got everything that comes together into this film. Oh, Ray Walston is, is uh poop deck Pappy. Yes. How awesome was that? Another perfect casting. I loved him. I, 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 actually, I, I smiled when I saw his name come up in the credits because I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> like, very cool. And I, I like just that running gag of, you know, because the whole idea is Popeye comes to town, this uh, sweet haven, seaside town, in search of his long-lost father who he, you know, his dad left when he was two. And he's just got a feeling that he's in this town. And so he's, you know, he's sticking around to look for him. And it's it's an origin story because the whole, I, they wanted this to be a franchise. And because it didn't make the money that it did, they just cut it. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a fun thing. Like, when, okay, what are the adventures now? Now that he'll eat his spinach and now that he and Olive Oil are together. But so it, it's this origin of how everyone meets. And then he's... He's sitting in his room one night, and he's looking at a picture, and we can't see it. And he's like, I'm going to find you, Pappy. I'll find you one day. Puts it down, and it's just letters. Me, Papa. <laughs> I love that joke. And then the call back later when yes. Pappy is looking at a picture of me, son. Me, son. <laughs> <laughs> no, the a- thing with this movie, I feel, is that um, I, I haven't watched it since probably early 80s. And um, warning, it is a musical. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know if I could say, like, you would get through it and say, I liked that, I didn't like that. But what an enjoyable thing, anyway. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just so fun. The characterizations are great. Like, is it a movie that you would want to watch over and over and over, or find something? you know, special that only you can see. Like when we talked about head, I see a lot of things in it that maybe uh, the, the casual watcher would not. Would I watch Popeye a zillion times? Probably no, but it's always going to have this great spot in my heart. Just this little tiny speck of love forever because of all the little moments, all the acting, all the songs, when you guys first put up that you wanted to, you know, get some guests at Popeye, I didn't want to talk about Popeye. What I wanted to do was sing Olive Oil's song. Because he's large. He's large. And he's mine. You can I mean, have him. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's just so good. Yeah, the songs in this were fantastic. Yeah, Rod Barnett said something very similar to you when I, I posted on the Facebook group that when I was watching it, that he... It said it, you know, it's not a perfect film, but it just revels in its just, in its, um, I, I, I don't have it right in front of me because you're on the phone. <laughs> I don't have my phone in front of me. But he was saying that it just, the, the charm that this film exudes just makes you like it. You just, you just enjoy watching it, even though you know that there's flaws. Uh, and I think that's a pretty good description, too. I, as I watched it and I posted, I said that, you know, I, as I put it, I was walking the plank of liking this film, and I'm right <laughs> on the edge of actually saying that I loved it. But I, I, I can't get myself to take that final step. Okay. Um, but like you guys were saying, though, it's just so much fun to watch. You know, even if you, you could walk away from this film going, I, I don't like that film. But did you have fun? Well, yeah, it's fun, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. and, and that, I think, is totally 100% fair. It's it's almost as bad or good as any other um, movie that any of us love from our childhood. I was I was watching all the background players, and I'm like, wow, all of the mothers are super famous people. 
you know, all of the, uh, as, as you said, Robin Williams, Shelley Duvall went on to do really good things, but like, even the backgrounds are so good. Mm-hmm. Do I love the movie? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I have the soft spot. I have the soft spot. I, I, kind of love this movie <laughs> i love this movie Yay, so much he loves the movie unequivocally yeah apparently a lot of the extras were um european circus performers that and acrobats sense. i mean there was one guy who was there who i think he was there just to be buster keaton with, with kicking the hat <laughs> and yeah i was gonna mention the kicking the hat and i think that was one of these things where i think it's it benefits by having someone like robert altman behind the camera because Altman's camera tends to watch things. It tends to be a very, his camera is like your eyes. If you are looking at a world, you're going to be pulled to something like a guy walking down the street, constantly kicking his hat. And you're going to linger on that probably longer. It's a, it ends up being kind of a long scene watching this guy trying to pick up his hat and he keeps kicking it once, you know, one step ahead. And he, every time he reaches for it and, the camera lingers on that for a while to the point where you're going, okay, we get the joke. But I'm thinking, you know what, though? If this, if you were at a park and you saw this happening, you would watch that guy until he was out of sight. Yeah. And that's the way the camera works for this. And then it follows that next person. It transitions to, like, the yeah. police officer, and it follows it's him a, for a yeah, minute. Yeah, the, the camera follows him until the guy finally pounce, jumps and pounces and catches his hat. And then it goes off to find something else interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. And you see that guy again later doing the same thing, but it doesn't linger as long because right. then you're going, oh, it's that guy again. Right. That, that, let's well, see what's going on over here. So yeah, that's, Altman does that all the time, though. He'll take his time with things, um, even at the very, very, very end when they're all on the boat together going after Bluto. The, um, yeah. Olive Oil's mother has this ridiculously long blink. And I'm like, well, that's gratuitous. <laughs> and I was like... But it's the same exact thing when you bring up the, the, the gag of kicking the shoe or the establishing of, you know, Wimpy will walk through the entire restaurant. I mean, he is not afraid to spend the time. This could have been a half an hour romp, and it is 110 minutes. It's almost two hours long, you guys. Mm-hmm. I could not believe that because I sat down the other day and I was like, ah, I can whip this out. It's, you know, it's <laughs> 9 o'clock. It's fine. No, no. Well, we're not even outside yet. I'm like, we're not even on the boat. I'm turn this off and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up having to kind of break it in between two nights too because I, I intended on watching it all the way through, but I actually dozed off. Apparently, I, I blinked and suddenly the credits were rolling, so oh, I had to go back those. and watch like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah, it's that's fair. It is it is a product of the seventies and eighties, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, at least you had to finish it because, wow, that last scene, isn't it exciting? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the big <laughs> octopus fight and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you get to see the true Popeye being Popeye with the, 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 the pipe giant, and the water. The huge giant arms. fist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and but yeah. winding up his fist. Oh, oh. That. <laughs> that's so great in the boxing match. And then there's even the part where, like, he gets knocked out of the ring and then instantly jumps in with an entirely new outfit. Yep. Boing. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even touch that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Olive Oil's son goes to be in the, the boxing match and... Castor oil. Yeah, castor oil. <laughs> he gets his head handed to him and Popeye's all like, why don't you pick on someone your own size? Bang. And then, bing, I'm back in in, in boxer shorts and, and a tank top. It's like, well, that was a quick wardrobe change. <laughs> But that's exactly what would have happened at a Popeye cartoon. Right. It yes. knew what it was, and it knew it wanted to be those things. And I, I love it for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even like that there's this great part where, um, so Olive is trying to sneak out of her engagement party to Bluto. <laughs> She's singing my favorite song. Singing, singing yeah. the large. He's large. And it's, it's after she snuck out and Popeye's out because nobody wants to talk to him since he's a stranger in town. And so they bump into each other, and as they're talking, some random unknown woman takes olive oil's basket and puts in her own with her baby. Mm-hmm. And they realize there's now an, an abandoned, like, one-year-old in this basket. And Robin riffs with the kid yeah, for, right. like, a minute, where he's, like, picking up the, the letter, and the, right. the kid starts crying. 
I don't think that was supposed to happen. But he's just sort of like, oh, you're okay. Oh, you're okay. And then he starts to read the letter and he's like, this is my baby. And then the, the you hear the kid go, baby. He goes, yeah, you're a baby. It says right here. And yeah. he just kept it going. <laughs> he made it work. There's no way that was scripted. No, no. I, I picked up on that too. I thought that was a great little moment. That I guy can riff right. with anybody. Yep. <laughs> it's Robin Williams just being Robin Williams right there as Popeye. As Popeye. <laughs> And I love how they never once gender that baby. Never once. Nope, it's Sweet Pea. They, they argue over it. It's just Sweet Pea. They yeah. do argue over it at one point where Olive Oil is like, you know, this is what we're going to put her in. And Popeye goes, her? It's a him. It's my Sweet Pea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you going to name it? Sweet Pea, that's a terrible name. What are you going to name it? Motor Oil or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he talks and to himself. Looks, it, yeah, it looks like each of them, even though it was put into their care right the baby resembles each of them so much you can tell that it's a boy or a girl okay (laughs) okay great (laughs) and yeah there's this part where popeye just starts having a conversation with himself and i wonder how much of it was written versus how much of it was just robin understanding the character because he's just sort of like oh she can't tell me what to do well it looks like she just did well who asked you you know nobody asked me who are you anyway i'm you like oh (laughs) popeye's nuts I'm gonna blame Robin Williams. I'm gonna say everything wonderful and and crazy about this movie is definitely Robin Williams. Oh, my love. Oh, absolutely. No, I I think especially at this point in his career too. You you didn't hire Robin Williams to read a script. No, you. They even I remember reading uh, something about uh, in Work and Mindy, where they said that the writers just got to the point where they they were trying to write scripts and robin williams would just do the robin williams thing with some with his scripts and they just got so used to it they they get to the point where there is just points in the script where they say robin williams goes off here yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's that those are the they they gave him openings to be robin williams you know Mm -hmm. to do his crazy antics and stuff in the show if if you want to have a good time go look up on youtube Mork and Mindy bloopers. Oh, I'm sure. The stuff that they couldn't air <laughs> is ridiculous. I Yeah, I'll definitely... Have, I think I've seen some of them. There's it's been one, a long time, though. There's one where he says something, and I think it's about the studio head, and you can see everybody, or you don't, can't see it, but all of a sudden it becomes real quiet, and he's just sort of like, all right, I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else I wanted to say about this film. I mean, I kind of hit some of the high points. Um the things that really jumped out at me is just, yeah, the Robert Artman seems like an odd choice, but I think the perfect choice after yeah. watching the film, uh, the casting, like I said, is just phenomenal. Uh, the story's fairly simple. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really outrageous about it. Uh, Bluto is of course, you know, bad. <laughs> uh, Popeye finds his pappy, uh, it, it, it it's all there and all the characters are there. Wimpy is constantly trying to get someone to give him a hamburger and he'll gladly pay them Tuesday for that hamburger today. Yes. <laughs> the whole song about it. Yeah. Did you notice who the tax man was? Donald Moffat. Yeah. He just passed away this past year or this, earlier this year, I guess. I think that's the youngest I've ever seen him as. There's stuff <laughs> older than this where I'm like, he looks older than that. Yeah. Yeah, he was, and again, he was just, I, th- that had to be one of those ones where like, hey, Donald, uh, do you want to go to Malta and be in a film? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be the most ludicrous tax man in history? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're new here? New person tax. Hey, there, there's a sarcasm tax, Max. I'll have to <laughs> oh, you paid with exact change? Exact change tax. <laughs> Such a zany world, and like I said, I'm just... Even if this isn't a film that I I can't put my I love it stamp on it, it is still a film that I appreciate that it was made when it was made, like I said, just because they could create that world. I feel like that's almost the best you can do because it's not – this movie is not going to change your life. No. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not, but I think it's worth watching because it's all of the things we've talked about. I mean, it's immersive. It's a a musical. If you like that, it's got a zillion – um, a zillion zany people that you've seen or not seen before. Characterizations are great. I mean, I really, I can't find much fault with it apart from, you know, it's it's a little light on story, but I, you don't really care. 
I mean, weren't all late 70s, early 80s movies kind of light on story? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's a comic book movie that isn't like, you know, it's not an action-based character. He gets into a couple of fights, but, you know, that's not really what Popeye's about either. I feel like, you know, just, just for kind of the background comments that you hear uh, insert character saying under their breath, like, right when you start to get bored with it a little bit, like, oh my goodness, this is just really 110 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then someone says something completely ridiculous, and if you weren't really paying attention, you'd probably miss it. Mm-hmm. And it gets you just interested enough to get to the next thing that we all need because we're, you know, modern movie watchers. Yeah, I was just thinking of that the, the boat chase scene, which <laughs> seems to go on forever. And you're wondering, <laughs> why are we watching this whole thing? But if you sit there and watch it and if you listen to Pappy. Oh, Pappy's the best. As he's running around. Oh, kids, and, they don't know what they're, they're so yeah, spoiled you, now. <laughs> you have to, to listen to what's going on. And it's like, that's why the scene is 20 minutes long or right. whatever. Because you you need to listen to him. You need to listen to him interact with Popeye. You need to listen to interact with the with the other characters. You know, you with the funny beard, get the fat, you and the fat one, get up here. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you watch, too, because it's a wide shot, you mm-hmm. see, like, everyone on the boat. Yeah. Doing something, and if you watch each one, you're just sort of like, "Wow, they all just kept going yeah. in this yeah. one shot, and they were all doing things." And it's, it's a really, it's one of those scenes where like, just rewind and pay attention to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That that scene reminded the way they, it's, like you said, it was a long shot, and you just see the boat from the straight, and everyone's running around. It reminds me of one of those when you go to like see a show at an amusement park, and they do like when Kings Island or local Kings Island here do, used to do the music musicals or whatever mm-hmm. shows. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, where you just we have people on stage, where you don't want them just standing there. So you know, do something, do something, be your character, do just run back and forth, just you know, keep going. Oh, and put your hand up like you don't know what's going on or something, but just do something. And that's how that felt like. Yeah, yeah. you really do get the feeling that you know one embracing the source material, but because it's based on a cartoon and based on a comic book, that each of these scenes almost are like their own mini sode because. It is light on story. It's all just about the characters. But you could just take that opening scene when Popeye shows up, and there's a short. Mm-hmm. And then you take the scene where he meets the oils. There's a short. You take the yeah. scene where he's at the boxing match. That's the short. I was going to say, you put, put in like a turn page graphic. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how it can run. The whole part with chasing down Blue. Like, they almost don't connect. Like, the only mm-hmm. thing that connects everything is Sweet Pea. <laughs> he's True. the he's the one thread that kind of goes through the whole, from when he shows up to the rest of the movie because we find out Sweepy's psychic. Yeah, apparently, which is this strange little thing. But Sweepy is psychic. Yeah, that's kind of one one of the few things that they added in. Uh, apparently, they they wanted the original idea was to uh, what was it uh, Eugene the Jeep or something, the little yes, magical that's right. character. He had a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay, I do just, remember that. They decided not to use that in the film. But that might explain Sweet Pea's, you know, clairvoyance. Yeah. To try to give that, to, to add in that little bit of magic that was missing by not having Eugene the Jeep. Mm. Ruby, you were saying where it's like, oh, I'm starting to get a little bored. For me, that happens right around the part where they're like, he took Sweet Pea to the races. <laughs> and then it cuts to mechanical horses. I loved that. <laughs> I forgot about that part, and I'm just sort of like, this is the racetrack. Yes, he took him to the racetrack. I love that. He's like, he's going to take him to the races. He's got the betting for him in the paper and everything, and he's going to go to the track. And it's mechanical. Toy, like, oh. six-inch high horses. <laughs> Guy at the wheel cranking it. Oh, I loved it. I loved the fact that that was the racetrack. Yes. I loved it. And, and nobody- also the uh, city brothel. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> Pretty ladies? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay. Oh, yes. And if you listen to Popeye, he starts saying the most, like, again, this is Robin. He's just sort of like, oh, I got to gird my loins while I'm in here. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I think he also goes, oh, I'm going to catch a, a, a venerable disease. <laughs> exactly. You have to listen to all those back. Things. I mean, I, I had my piece of paper out. I was going to take notes and I was writing out the songs as they came and anything that come in between by about halfway through. It's literally just the funny <laughs> quote. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Um, it's just, it's just the 
funny quote, you know, that I heard during that little little bit, and it was, uh, I don't know, I could I could sit and quote this movie, and not in a you know with your friends where you riff and riff and riff and just continue it because they're all just one liners. But oh, I I'm not gonna say I would tell someone to sit through it for all of the one liners, <laughs> particularly if they didn't like musicals. But I'm just gonna say if you do put yourself through this movie, you gotta listen. Don't don't be eating corn chips while you're right. watching no, yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah, I may have uh, I may have probably missed a little something too because I was probably munching on celery through some of this film, and I, I, I yeah, I might owe it myself to go back and watch it on a full stomach, not eating anything, <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually hear everything. I wonder what this would be look like as subtitles. <laughs> with closed captioning. That poor person. Yeah. That had to like, Wait, what did they say? He is not talking loudly. <laughs> that would be an interesting experience. Yeah. If I thought it was worth it, I would say one of us should closed caption it because I don't think they're ever going to go back and spend any time with this movie. <laughs> I have to think the DVD would have had it, but well, maybe not. I don't and, know. and do they type out exactly what Popeye's saying with what? his... You know, yeah, with he, his poor pronunciation, or uh-huh. do they type out what he should be saying? <laughs> yeah. I did not see any closed caption on my... I borrowed the copy from the library. Let me see when it was printed. Um, I saw two two ways to listen to it, Dolby 5 and uh, Dolby Surround, and it is a widescreen. I, I don't remember it having... Uh, oh, English subtitles. I lied. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to pop this in sometime later on today. <laughs> and I will report back how much of the murmurs <laughs> they actually subtitle because that is actually the best part of the movie. Yeah, I have probably. To, I, I, I'm I'm curious whether it's there or it's just those parentheses, those brackets with uh, with asterisks that say unintelligible, unintelligible mumbling. <laughs> I will report back. Maybe yeah. maybe there will be many pictures for the uh, for the time shifters page. Excellent, uh, thank you. Because, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to watch this one more time. I had threatened to make um, Hater sit and watch it with me, uh, but this is a three-gig weekend, so I I made time for it and didn't expect him to. I was like, I just kind of want to see how he, – he doesn't love a musical. <laughs> 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 so, you know, perhaps um, – well, I take that back. He, he does like a musical. He likes different musicals than me, but uh, anyway, he didn't end up sitting and watching it with me. I was like, I, I – kind of want to get him to watch this movie just to see someone who doesn't have a childhood happiness memory of it. Mm-hmm. A yeah. completely outsider view. This is an interesting one as far as musicals go, too, because there are some what you would what you would expect actual musicals, people singing, but not all the music how do I put this? It's not all sung kind of thing. Like I would consider there's some stuff that goes on with like uh, Pappy, which would fall into the okay. This is the musical interlude, but it's not sung, right? You oh, know, it speaks sings. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's almost not quite. It doesn't even necessarily rhyme. It's just like this is there's music playing. Why he has his moment kind yeah. of thing, and there 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 are several of those. Not just with him, but I think that happens a couple times through in, in this film. I thought that. That makes it in kind of an, an odd one as far as the you know musical genre because it does have the actual like you were saying the you know, olive oil when she does her bits that's actually in song for the most part. Yes, and the very first scene is much like a Broadway musical. I mean, it ex- yeah. it explains the whole town to you. Mm-hmm. It says why it's called Sweet Haven. I don't know if I have anything else to say, Matt. That's all I got. I mean, I, I love this movie. I think I first saw it when I was like 10, 12 years old, and I loved the hell out of it then. My brother watched it like a year later, and the part where Popeye fights the octopus and hits it so hard that you just see it fly into the air. Yeah. At the time, that was the funniest thing in the world to him. <laughs> we both have asthma, and he needed to take a break. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. funny. Because he's wow. like, what is it? It's just this tiny little dot of an octopus that's in the air. And for whatever reason, that just tickled him so hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always have fond memories of this movie, yeah. one reason or another. Yeah, there's just there's just something. It's like a simple fun. Yeah. You know, with this film, uh, you know, when 
olive oil was like stuck in the uh, in the in the tube, and her feet are dangling in the mm-hmm. water, and the octopus is starting like, oh, who is that down there? And you know, it's just, <laughs> you're getting fresh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's just all those little moments throughout the film. It is just this. Uh, it's a simple pleasure kind yeah. of movie. It, it it really is, and it's one that yeah, I, you could see yourself even if you don't like seek out to watch it again, it is one of those films that you would stop and pause for a little bit. If you're like doing the old channel flips mm-hmm. and you, or you Catch turned on, scene. you turned on TV and oh, Popeye's on, you'd sit there and watch for a little while. I'd know? watch to the end. <laughs> I'm like, I oh, they're only eight the minutes end. in. I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. This would be a great Saturday morning after all the cartoons before you really get into your, you know, things for the day. Mm-hmm. This would be a perfect movie for that. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, okay. So I asked Matt Ruby any any last uh, any last comments on Popeye. I got nothing. I can't believe we talked for an hour about it. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed with us. Excellent. So, what is going up in your neck of the woods with the Mimiverse, there, Ruby? Oh, speaking of hater, no, hang on. I gotta say, the photos I have seen of him in the uh, Chris Mims latest film. Uh, the Phantom Lake Kids was oh. <laughs> the shots of him cutting the grass as as as, as General Castle were. Uh, I so good. I loved it. The, one of those need to be framed and put on a wall somewhere, Ruby. Yeah, he's adorable. That actually is real life. That's um, how he mows our grass. <laughs> that's why. That's how. That's life. what I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh man, Phantom Lake Paddle Scouts now have a. I'm I'm flipping back because he's so adorable in the mowing grass outfit. I'm flipping through the films of Christopher Armin. Now there's a patch for the boys too. Well, the kids, I guess. Sweet. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, so that's super fun. So it sounds like Chris Mims well on his way on his next film, which is, yeah, the Phantom Lake Kids and the, the monster. The, Phantom... the Beast That Walks Among Us, I believe. Right. So Yeah. Oh, he's, he's making two again this summer, at least. I think wow. he's absolutely, completely mental. I mean, yeah. he... <laughs> It's, it's a good thing that the wife and kids are in the middle of this one, because honestly, like, when would he get to see that? Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I've been meaning to ask you. I know you watched Monster of Phantom Lake and you enjoyed it. You talked about seeing some of the other films. Did you and your wife ever look into any of the other ones? I haven't yet. It's just more because I want to watch them, but I want to... I want to buy the copies because okay. I'm the kind of person, if I just watch it streaming, then I'll be like, well, now I've seen it. I don't have to buy it. I want to buy them. I want to support this. Mm-hmm. So it's just been more of a finance thing of I yeah, haven't done excellent. it yet, but I will. Good. I Chris, really Chris love that like movie. I you to buy them too. Yeah, right. Yeah. I figured that. <laughs> so yeah, like it, that first movie was so, so good that I really want to just support this. Yeah. And I, and I I will say that, you know, it'd been a while since I've watched a lot of the other films. I've probably seen the monster Phantom Lake probably four or five times. That's the one I kind of always go back to sure. whenever I want to watch one of the films. And uh, I've gone back and watched uh, the films that come directly after that. In my head, I was remembering them going, yeah, I don't remember liking them as much or whatever. I don't know what I was thinking, because I watched the, the film that came directly after, and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. <laughs> and the next film was like, it. this is so much fun. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think you're in for a treat if you if you go ahead and, and, and buy them up. I, I, think you'll, I think you'll like them. Yeah. And there will be a few that you might not, but that's you know, okay. There'll be something in there that you do like, and okay. you'll start. You'll start at least, if nothing else, it's one of those things where you'll start seeing the gags, or you right. start seeing the moments that run through all the films, and you're right. like, ah, that's that's that thing. <laughs> and then I'll still have a collection too. It'll be like, yeah, I've got the Mimiverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you definitely need to see uh, Danny Johnson saves the world before this latest film, The Phantom Lake Kids. Okay, because uh, I I would consider it sort of a, a kind of a nice sequel <laughs> maybe well but remember you can always watch them out of order too they that's they true are, they are in no way necessary for watching the others it's just a little bit extra if you do because i mean who can't understand a pack of kids running around i mean yeah, we good all point. were a pack of kids running around that's but, true yeah i i think the next two um i have them honestly i have them kind of mixed in my head because um, there's a 
there's a family that has taken over the mantle a little bit uh, while while we're on hiatus, and um, they've found things to be very excited about. And I feel like on this this next pair of movies, Mark has some on screen time, and uh, I feel like I've been kind of a consultant for <laughs> the Perkinses because I have a lot of like theater experience and like making junk experience and not a lot of time to help right, right. now. Gotcha. And so um, Chris put up on his website that, you know, he wants someone to make a whole bunch of tombstones. And then I was, I, I you know, it was 10 o'clock at night looking and the Perkinses were saying, Oh, I might be interested in this. I wonder how hard it is. And so I like fired them off a quick message on the messenger and said, you can totally do this. Here's all the things you need to know. Um, message me like Mm -hmm. you're you're gonna be fine just do it it's super fun and you're gonna love it and they came over um well uh one of one of them jennifer came over and picked up some extra foam and they've been making uh tombstones they've been making chain mail they've been making like there's five or six things that they're like i said he's working on two or three movies right now he's Mm -hmm. completely crazy and um I think we sat and talked for an hour. All she was doing is picking up some foam. <laughs> we had spare foam, and I'm like, okay, well, now that you've done the easy part with the blue foam and the pink foam, you've got your head around it, you've got your tools and techniques, now you can use the bead foam, which is cheaper and less satisfying and has more challenges. And she's like, we're going to do that. Okay, I'm going to come get the rest of this. And like, and I'm like, God bless you. That's amazing. I'm so glad you're having a good time. There's no reason not to help your friends make something fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, and and the, and the whole thing, and one of the things that comes through with all his films is the collaborative effort of, you know, the friends and family and everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Uh, I, I really liked Queen of Snakes. Um, Good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what comes next. And I had a nice time. I hung out with uh, Mitch Gonzalez uh, the other weekend. Oh, at Monster Bash? At Monster Good. Bash, He's yeah. super fun. He was actually super fun, and he was there. He, I... I think he came to the Monster Bash with Chris Mim one year and just fell in love with it. Uh, he came mm-hmm. again. Uh, he actually did the Latex Snakes for another filmmaker, uh, Joshua nice. Kennedy, who uh, did a House of the Gorgon, and he needed some little uh, latex snakes for the Gorgon's hair. And so he mm-hmm. did the snakes and sent them. And so he came to the bash because uh, Joshua Kennedy was bringing the film to the bash, so he came again. But now I think he's talking. He's going to come next year, too, because now he's just he loves the bash. So Yay. Yay, so, it's so much fun. So I'll be seeing Mitch quite a lot. Well, at least once Good. a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's more than I've seen you recently. So that is true. Go. Yeah, well, hopefully that will change uh, sometime in the near future. Well, don't, like, move to my neighborhood or anything. No, I'd no, like no. I'd like to see you, but... <laughs> no, let's not go yeah let's not go crazy <laughs> okay good yeah i mean we we are from minnesota here we're like oh yeah sure come on over but then you know don't yeah <laughs> no, not really not not true over here you you come by anytime but no it's always it's always pleasant to see friends it's always pleasant at least we have the you know the telephone and the internet where we can all stay in contact because wow there's some really fun people in this world Holy there are, holy. there are, absolutely. Well, Ruby, thank you very much for calling in and joining us here and talking Popeye a little bit. It's so much fun. Thank you too for having me again. And uh, don't let anyone get number three without calling yeah, me for we'll first right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll if, if it, it comes up, we'll have you on no matter what, and we'll just we'll just keep the tie running. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's between it's between you and Matt's wife, so mm. I'm biased. She's probably easier to get, but I bet you we've got some similar tastes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me, gentlemen. You all have a great day, and we'll we'll keep listening on the on the iTunes and sharing and Spotify's and whatever else we get your get your time shifters on. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ruby. That's yeah. going to do it, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. What are we watching next time, Matt? 1959's The Bloody Brood. Oh, Brood. Brood. That's why I couldn't find it. Yes, yes, that is going to be a fun one. That's that's going to be neat. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing you. what you think of that one. All right, so we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. <laughs>